Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PostiesGrowRoom.com. In this week's interview, we speak to Daniel McQueen, who is an author of a book called Psychedelic Cannabis. Daniel also runs a clinic where people can take cannabis, uh, mushrooms, ketamine, and sometime in the future, they'll be taking DMT as well. All of this to help with different mental health problems like PTSD, depression, anxiety, things like that. And it's all becoming legalized now in Colorado for medical uses. So we're going to see lots and lots of different studies being done in the near future about how good these different substances are at treating mental health problems. So we have a real good discussion about all of these with Daniel throughout the interview, you know, about uh, psilocybin and cannabis, obviously. Uh, some talk about DMT as well and how they all help with these different mental health conditions. So it was a real good interview. I hope you enjoyed this one. Make sure you roll something fat before you start, as always. But uh, yeah, just settle down, chill out and check out this interview with Daniel McQueen. And then if you enjoy this interview, check out his book afterwards, which we'll talk about at the end of this. So enjoy, and I'll speak to you at the end of the interview. See you in a bit. So you are Daniel McQueen, you're an author, right? Yeah, yeah, I wrote a book called Psychedelic Cannabis. Nice. Now, th this is two words that I like very much. You know? <laughs> That's very catchy. Yeah, totally. totally. So, I mean, where do we start with this? Uh, do you use cannabis yourself? Are you a cannabis user? Oh, sure. Cool. Yeah, I'm, cool. A, I'm a regular user of, of the medicine for sure. And what about psychedelics? Do you use psychedelics as well? Uh, I do on occasion. And yeah. we have a clinic here. We have a psychedelic therapies uh, clinic here. Um, so we work with cannabis and ketamine specifically, but uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Prop 122, the law that just passed in Colorado, um, but we're going to start working with psilocybin here as well. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so you're in Colorado. That's where you are. Yeah, I'm in Colorado, Boulder. Cool. Mm -hmm. And you have your own clinic. I did see that was uh, in part of the description I read about you. Yeah. So when you say psychedelic cannabis, you mean, uh, well, do you mean cannabis being a psychedelic rather than just a, a herb that gets you a little stoned. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, I'm happy to dive into that. Are, are we starting the interview now or is this? Yeah, straight wondering. in. We go okay. for a laid back format and stuff. We just, uh, okay, we just have it. a conversation. So just yeah, relax yeah, and it. we'll chat as we go. Yeah, got it. Smoke got if it. you want to as well. Don't feel any pressure. To not <laughs> I'll smoke probably pass on that. I want to be, I want to be somewhat lucid, but cool, cool. got some really great medicine <laughs> here though. But maybe I'll take you up on yeah, that. Don't take any tabs though. You know, smoking's cool, but no tabs, no yeah. tabs, no, 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 no shrooms today. Not right now. No, not right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cannabis is a psychedelic. I'm happy to dive into that, but we can induce states that are, you know, very similar to psilocybin uh, and also as deep as DMT. So um, it's not an uncommon experience for us. And I can talk all about that. Mm. So how would you get wasted on cannabis to the extent where it's like DMT? How do we do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's two two things. You know, we do a good dose um, of it, and uh, it's really good, high quality medicine here in Colorado. So it's totally legal. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have access to, you know, a variety of strains, uh, different potencies, and the terpenes are a big factor. Uh, but then we also blend the medicine. We make different blends with different strains. Um, All right. And so the combination of the different strains. Um, you know, a, de a de decent dose and then the set and setting and the container and all of that creates, you know, full psychedelic trips. So what, yeah. do, what are we saying about a decent dose? What kind of, uh, like, is it 10 grams of RSO or FICO, for example? Yeah, right. No, no, it's not that, it's not that strong. It, it really depends on the person. So somebody mm. who's not a regular smoker, you know, they may be smoking um, the equivalent of a bowl. We use vaporizers here in our office mm. um, and the average Average potency is about 25% to give you an idea mm -hmm. of that. And, uh, and somebody who's a regular smoker can still have psychedelic experiences. Um, but you're talking like two or three bowls, maybe equivalent. We don't use right. edibles because of the, you know, higher chance of, um, you know, hard experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's mostly vaped. 
right so what happens when i mean you say you said they're containers did they go into a uh, century deprivation tank or something like that no like set and setting you know we call it we call it like the space that's the container um of the experience so i'm in one of my offices here right now and it looks like a psychotherapy office with the couch um, but the couch pulls out into a um you know a hide a bed a really high quality comfortable um folding bed and uh, we have music speakers set up in all our offices and so the guides are trying to um invite the client to our clients to take the medicine with a prayer or meditation or spiritual or you know intention you know mm -hmm. and then um and and that's taken and we check on their level how deep they are and when they're ready to lay down they lay down with eye coverings on and um and we guide them through a simple um relaxation meditation and that's usually enough to induce a psychedelic state um, with this, with the right set and setting and the right medicine. And, you know, the person's coming mostly for healing purposes, mm -hmm. like mostly trauma resolution purposes. So mm -hmm. they're pretty well primed for the experience. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So when you yeah. say a psychedelic experience, what do you mean by that? Because I'm thinking like hallucinogenic, but that's probably not what you mean, right? You... No, I'm totally serious. Yeah, totally. Um so yeah, so you know, sci the scientific literature classifies cannabis as an hallucinogen. Mm -hmm. um, so all of, all the wonderful things that come with other medicine, psychedelic medicines, inner visual experiences, uh, uh, a, a shift in perception of time. Some of the journeys mm -hmm. feel like they last very long, and, and it's, they're only a few hours. Um, they might have a full like physiological body experience where their body trembles or shakes or um, discharges energy or vibrates. Mm -hmm. um, and then they go on a psychedelic journey, you know, like they would if they were on mushrooms or something, um, you know, so it's either very conscious of what's happening inside the body for healing purposes, or they might be in what, you know, what you'd call the spirit world or, you know, the other imaginal world that people go into. Mm -hmm. um most are i'd say over 80 percent are visual um inner visual experiences like and, and it's really akin to psilocybin or ayahuasca and sometimes even dmt um so you know the potency of the plant and the cleanliness of the plant here is really an important part of it and the and the terpenes make a big difference too um and then there's like this emotional heart openings uh, quality to cannabis that's you know the feeling you know being high is a very heart opening experience mm -hmm. um and that stays so so it's very similar to mdma in that way these higher doses in the right setting mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so you work with ketamine as well and do you work with dmt as well is that allowed yeah so i have another program called the dmtx program where we're working with what's called extended state dmt um, but with the new law uh, that passed here uh, we will start working with dmt this summer um, sweet yeah, it's legal for personal use in Colorado now, and that specifically for ayahuasca, but it's for smoke DMT as well. And, wow, uh, got that. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's a it's a major shift that we're, mm -hmm. we're going through right now. So, and we just spoke to Graham Hancock a few days ago, and he was talking about his ayahuasca experiences. He said he he's done ayahuasca seventy five times, man. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, Graham's familiar with the DMTX program. You know, it's like a, it's this, it's this neat thing where uh, they're able to use a special medical device to um, make longer DMT trips similar to ayahuasca, mm -hmm. but, but pure. You know, it's just like DMT right into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he talked so, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So you can just keep people in a prolonged DMT experience. That's the idea, you know, in, in, at the Imperial College in London, they're, they're mm -hmm. doing research on it. And um, and we're going to be doing it within like kind of a retreat setting. Yeah. Right. yeah. So have you done uh, DNT before? Yeah, I have. I've, I've, uh, I've engaged with that medicine for sure. Did you have a breakthrough experience? Yeah, many times. Oh, many cool. Times. It's a really, it's one of the most potent ones for sure. And Definitely the most existentially questioning ones, mm -hmm. to say the least. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've never had the pleasure to try it myself. It's something that I'm, I'm always intrigued by. Mm -hmm. I like to hear about people's breakthrough experiences and how it was for them. And it always sounds very intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like the implications of it. Like it, 
you know, it's, it feels more real than real. That's a common thing people say. Like, so imagine going into this like hyper realistic, very alien landscape that feels like obviously real, like realer than this world. So, and, and it's inhabited by, by beings and, and creatures and things. Uh, and so it's just a major mind, you know, twist for sure to come back from that and believing you've, you know, you've entered a space that is as objectively real as this one. Um, you know, there's, there's no way to describe it really hyper vivid, hyper colorful. And most of the time they're very positive experiences, but sometimes there's these experiences that can be difficult for sure. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. But they're still there to teach you something. Yeah. Well, you know, like either about ourselves, sometimes it, it stirs up old material in our own lives, but there's spaces beyond that, you know, like, it's just like, imagine like you're, a, you know, you're in Star Trek and you're just touring around the universe, exploring things that, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot out there to, to, um, you know, mm -hmm. question in that space. Mm -hmm. So how does it work with your clinic then? Is somebody suffering from PTSD or something like that, some kind of mental problems and mental health mm -hmm. issues, and then they'll come to you and you'll decide whether they're going to take a cannabis or psilocybin or, or ketamine what's yeah, the that's right. process yeah that's right so um you know we work with mental health struggles um primarily with trauma but you know within trauma you can say depression anxiety and mm. difficulty sleeping or struggling with loss of meaning in one's life or struggling with like a difficult situation like a loss of loved one or something um and then the the other side of the spectrum with psychedelics can be very growth oriented so we have a lot of um entrepreneur types and professional types that come to our program who are you know seeking more you know more out of curiosity and you know personal exploration and growth um so it's a it's a both and so we have we have uh, licensed counselors here and we have uh, ministers here and a lot of different types of practitioners mm -hmm. um and we have a whole clinical process to support people and staying safe and and part of that is checking is meeting with the therapist um and then seeing you know explaining the differences of the different medicines and helping them discern which route they want to go. Then they see a doctor. We have a medical doctor on staff that, um, you know, make sure that everybody's physically healthy enough to, mm -hmm. to do this work. Um, and then it's, a, you know, we do two day retreats, week long retreats. Um, and then with, with psilocybin coming online, um, there'll be like a single journey sessions, but people could add cannabis work, you know, the day before or after or add ketamine to these experiences the day before or after. So, so we're, you know, we're really becoming a one-stop spot for all things psychedelic with the new laws coming in. That's cool, man. Yeah. How many clinics are there like yours in Colorado? Well, we're the only, we're one of the few in the country working with cannabis and ketamine. There's a lot of ketamine clinics around now, but we're more uh, aligned with like uh, what we would call like the legacy practitioners of psychedelics. So we work with ketamine as a as a psychedelic and to induce psychedelic journey experiences as opposed mm -hmm. to like a medical model where they only give you a titrated dose and you don't really have an experience, but it's more for like depression therapies and stuff. Um, so we're we're pretty unique in that way. There's there are definitely going to be more clinics coming online. Um, you know, Oregon has passed a law, and there there's right. some psilocybin um, clinics coming online there now. Um, Colorado is going to be a major hotspot in in the uh, in America and then and also I think the world uh, for this work. So it's just getting started. The law just passed November, um, and then we've been working with cannabis though for almost ten years since it became legal. So. So in a way, we're one of the oldest plant medicine clinics in the country. Uh, you know, it's been working in, in a legal context. Mm. That's crazy. Hey, so, I mean, sorry, monkey. I was going to ask you, are you working with cannabis now? Are you working with specific growers or, or do you all grow your own specifically for this journey? Yeah, we work. We, there's a couple of dispensaries that we work with. Um, both are grow organically, uh, real high quality medicines. Um, uh -huh. You know, so it's a real, it's a real dialed in grow process. And it's not something that I could probably reproduce in my backyard or home or something like that. So, um, so we work with a couple of primary, you know, like um, high quality dispensaries here in Colorado. Yeah, man, it's, it's just, I mean, being here in the UK where cannabis is still 
very much illegal. I mean, they say that it's legal for medical use, but only for the people who can afford it. It's just, it's crazy yeah. to think that you can have clinics now where you can go and take ketamine. Because ketamine, back in back in my day, we'd, uh, we'd go and <laughs> take ketamine while we were out at a rave, you know, take some pills sure. and a couple mm-hmm. of lines of ket, as we called it yeah. back then. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know now it's uh it's showing lots of promise towards being you know a good medicine for PTSD and depression and things like that. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I wasn't you know so we we use mostly uh, intramuscular shots here. Um, we do have available lozenges, but they're a little you know a little harder to take on the body than right. than just a clean shot. And and you know and it's administered by a doctor. It's uh, so it's all, you know, it's all approved through, you know, prescriptions and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, it's great for it's like it helps reset the whole nervous system. I don't know how else to describe it, but it brings everything back to a good homeostasis. So if somebody's really struggling, they can have they can come see us and, and um, sit with a therapist or minister and receive the shot by a doctor and then go on like a like a. A pilgrimage or like a spiritual pilgrimage inside yeah. their inside their whole their 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 being and it it'll clear depression it'll clear ptsd it helps reset the body so like it can help people overcome addictions as well so does this um, happen with all, all really, cases is or is it like that? a percentage of people it doesn't work with you know say somebody comes in with an addiction problem or you know any mental health issue yeah. what are the chances yeah. of ketamine completely flipping it around and, and healing them for lack of a better word yeah you know these aren't panaceas but you know so we do them in a series so we always do them in pairs so people don't just come for one shot they come for a short series or a longer mm. one and so like the the higher the what we call the acuity like the more someone's struggling the more shots we you know more sessions we would invite them to take mm-hmm. um but yeah you know like uh somebody comes and does a week-long retreat with us you know um symptoms increase uh, our symptoms um the healing of symptoms increase um symptoms decrease i guess is what i'm trying to say uh 90 mm-hmm. of the time you know like uh, substantially um it's a it's a revolutionary process compared mm-hmm. to regular talk therapy and stuff yeah and, absolutely um you know but somebody with addiction you know we would pair that with addictions counseling you know we wouldn't just you know hope that the drug itself does the work right mm-hmm. like the person mm-hmm. really wants to needs to want to um, work through some stuff like yeah. I don't know I mean you guys know this like taking psychedelics they don't just make you feel better they make you look at stuff and and so you want to you want to be well enough or strong enough or ready to engage that um, yeah. you know that sometimes difficult material that shows up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so what does the average session look like for let's say for the ketamine is somebody comes to you they come into the office and they have an intermuscular injection did you say what, what was the yeah one? yeah so yeah so you know the first they'll have a, always have prep sessions that are that are very similar to like uh we call them integration coaching or you know psychotherapy or the ministers provide spiritual counseling and then um we always do a post session you know people come in and share about their journeys and stuff but the journey itself you know with ketamine as shot is a three-hour um in a session and mm-hmm. um the bed's already made up and there's gentle music playing and a guide is there to support them they they check in for a little bit in preparation and then the doctor comes in and administers the shot um there's always some sort of meditation or prayer as part of that mm-hmm. and um and then it you know it takes about 10 minutes to really come on so there's a lot of sitting in silence and and then the doctor checks in to see if they need an extra booster, like to make sure they got enough. Um, and then the person goes on an inner journey. Um, the journey itself, you know, it really depends on the person. For, for me, it, they last a couple of hours, but sometimes maybe an hour and a half to two and a half hours mm-hmm. at the most, really. They're not that long of a journey. Um, and then the client comes back, you know, they start to move around a little bit and um, and the, the facilitator's there to support them in returning and they share you know, they share stories about their experience. Um, most people just lay there quietly and listen to the music, but sometimes people need some support. Um, you know, they might move around a lot or struggle or they might get sick um, right. from the shot, you know, so we we're there to support them and taking care of their physical bodies and stuff. Because you know? ketamine was originally, was it a horse tranquilizer? Yes. Yeah, it's an anesthesia, you know, so it's a really safe anesthesia. So it's used okay. on 
in uh, medics, you know, like uh, it's, 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 it's safe for most people to take. And so it's used in emergency situations and it's really effective for like, it's like an animal tranquilizer too. Mm. Um, yeah, but it has these psych at these. So there's like the, the dose that like puts you out, right. Which an anesthesiologist would use and that just knocks you out. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's a dose below that, that is, very dissociative in a way like you feel like you're floating in a way but it's also hyper psychedelic so that's where we put people in this hyper psychedelic it's almost like dmt at that's in that space mm. um and so and then there's like lower doses than that which would be called psycholytic which is more like therapeutic enhancing you know the person's there maybe their defenses are down there's you know softer in their bodies, but it's not like really psychedelic. Um, and that's what the lozenges do. Most of the people who are using them in, in practice now are doing lozenges and they provide like therapeutic enhancing journey sessions, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of ways we can use it. No, it's very interesting, man. Yeah, super cool. It's really, mm. it's really fascinating. And when did you start doing this? When did you get involved? You know, I've always been kind of a spiritual seeker in my life. And, uh, you know, my first mushroom trip, I was like 18, a freshman in college. That's and it was old great. then, old, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's been a 20-year journey, over 20-year journey for me. And, cool. you know, I went and got my master's in transpersonal counseling and thinking I was going to be an underground guide. Um, that was about 10 years ago. And then the laws changed, and we started. I started realizing I could do this with cannabis. And so... Um, so I've been practicing professionally above board for 12 years now or so. Nice. You know? Now you've got your own clinic. You've written your own book. Yeah, I got a clinic, which is wild. We have a therapy and a, like a group space and a classroom space. And I teach people how to, how to do this work. And the, the book is great. Um, and it's called uh, psychedelic cannabis and it teach pe teaches people how to make psychedelic blends with medicine and do this mm. work on their own, you know? really want to make it as accessible as we can. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Now I have to ask you a little bit on that. You said it's all very strain dependent and terpene dependent. Are there any specific strains that would tend to be more psychedelic than others? Yeah. You know, so, you know, strains are sometimes hard to work with, you know, like, because like where you, like if you had a strain where you live or in the UK or here, uh -huh. even the same name, you know, it might be a you know, radically different plant, but, um, so like uh, Durban Poison would be one I've enjoyed here. Um, oh gosh, what's the name of it? Um, um, I'm spacing it right now. A lot of the Amnesia. lemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like a little too much. Uh, a lot of the lemon terpene, you know, uh, uh, strains are good. Mm -hmm. And then also like the gassy strains, the terpenine uh uh -huh. uh, strains um, mm -hmm. pinene any of the strains with pinene these are the psychedelic ones you know but but what happens if you take too much of just like a strong sativa you might be tripping a little bit but you're going to be really anxious too um just because of the high doses um for, for a lot of people they can get anxious or even paranoid so what we do is we pair them with a, a strong indica um and that will calm the body down so it's so, and then anything with CBN in it. So aged medicine, um, yes. older medicine, um, hashes and stuff. If you pair those deep indicas with a really high sativa, it calms your, keeps your body calm and, and a really enjoyable experience. But you know, you can really be tripping hard. Um, and and uh, so it's like, it's still that combo, I would say more than anything. Good, cool. I know I've experienced a little bit of the psychedelic thing. I think it was at least by accident. And it was by, by uh, pairing high doses of cannabis with a little bit of alcohol. Seems like the alcohol kind of amplified that cannabis. Sure. And our, I can specifically remember laying down in, in total darkness and seeing the, uh, the geometrics on the ceiling, closing my eyes and the geometrics were still there. So that's when I knew I was, I was absolutely tripping. Uh, interesting yeah. experience. A bit, a bit scary the first time it happened, I'd have to say. Yeah. Well, if you're not expecting it, right, you think you're mm -hmm. just going to get high and enjoy have a nice trip. Like when you really start when sometimes it'll just blow open. Right. And, mm -hmm. and that's when people like will have a panic attack or or, you know, have a difficult experience. But in the right setting and, and normalizing it and expecting it, it can be really enjoyable. It can be it can have a feeling of very 
like an MDMA like quality as well. So it can be very enjoyable, but I would recommend it, you know, like one, you know, listen to some headphones, put an eye coverings on, smoke two, three times what you normally would and just lay back and see what happens. Ooh, see, I, I don't mean, smoke it, very much nowadays. So me even just hitting one pipe fucks me up, man. <laughs> Hits mm. me hard. So if I smoke three times more than usual and, and put some headphones on out, I probably would be hallucinating, man. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've never had any kind of psychedelic experience with cannabis. I've had plenty of psychedelic experiences with, uh, you know, psychedelic drugs, mushrooms and mm. acid back in the day. And, you know, even ketamine, you know, and NDMA mm. as well. Good times. You know, sure. all of these things, but I've never experienced psychedelics with cannabis just yet. Yeah, yeah it's the right, so you gotta have the right setting. It's it's very setting dependent. So like, mm. don't be social, don't hang out with friends. You really want to lay oh, down. I try not to and, do any um, of that. that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a, what, just yeah, lay but... down and eye mask, some headphones, Pink Floyd on probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get comfortable and um, breathe in your belly and relax into it. I have like some some guided meditations on my website and stuff you could download to help you enter that state. But you don't, you know, like I would say mix, like get a good, get a get, get three good strains, a good indica, a good sativa, and a good hybrid. Mix them about a third, 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 and then um, smoke twice as much as you normally do. And, and with that intention of laying down and getting comfortable and see what happens, you know, I would be surprised if it didn't do something significant, you know, mm. more than if you had good, if you had good strains, it, there's a good chance it'll be visual. Like monkey was saying, you know, like yeah. uh, geometric shapes and stuff on the. I've uh, had geometrics point. hit me and I've also had lucid dreams come to me after that. The lucid dreams were a lot of fun with the cannabis because, you know, the, at that point, the uh, the reality and the dream were completely inter- intertwined. And uh, yeah. it, it, it was um, actually kind of scary to the point of I wasn't really sure if I'm doing this really or not. I had to kind of wake yourself up and say, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? But uh, mm-hmm. very, very interesting, I would have to say. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that part much more than, than the, uh, the geometrics. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, there's like this inner, inner landscape that we can step into. So yeah, like I think my theory is the Indica and the CBN is literally putting our bodies to sleep, mm-hmm. but the THC and the sativas are keeping us, our minds awake. Mm-hmm. And so we're entering these like waking dream states is kind yep. of my theory. Um, and then it just becomes can be kind of weird, like like more like psychedelic as opposed to just dreaming. But you know, people go through a lot of life review stuff with with cannabis. You know, you guys, I'm sure these are common experiences that you that you're familiar with. It's just like thinking about life and thinking about what matters to you. You know, these are those would be considered like a low dose psychedelic trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just amplifying that, right? All right. Sounds so cool. Uh, it is uh, cool, man. It's very, uh, very, very awesome. I mean, I barely, barely scratch the surface. I'm definitely going to have to go mm-hmm. buy a book here and, and learn a little bit more about this. It yeah. makes me want to take my mushrooms here. Just, you know, <laughs> some yeah, mushrooms, man. some buds. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, now in Colorado, we can invite you out here and set <laughs> something up for you. It's... Oh, for sure, man. If I was going to Colorado, the only reason I want to go is to visit your clinic, bro. Yeah, like, just come damn. on over. Yeah. That would be so cool. And the DMT thing is just, I've always, well, not always, but, you know, for a long time, I've been interested in DMT. It's something that I'd like to do, but I'm terrified of it at the same time. But I think you're supposed to be, you know, it's not supposed to be one of the normal. Yeah. Yeah, That's like, I think that, you know, it's like indicative of a healthy response to the experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like complete Um, ego death. You know, you know, it's, there can be ego death, you know, you can't dissolve and become like undulating shapes and stuff. But, you know, the weird thing is like, in some ways, you keep your ego identity with with NNTMT. And, Mm. um, and it just, you just like, imagine you going into like, like being beamed up by Scotty in Star Trek, and then entering a completely different reality. It's like, you're still you, but everything's radically different it's very bizarre i don't there's no other way to describe it as like very that's bizarre. it people say you can't even describe what it's like man and it's like okay i need to see it for myself let's go for that breakthrough yeah, we experience. Could describe it all day and there's no there's no there's no direct no there's there's no way to describe it completely mm-hmm. you know, it's like the intensity of it 
It's like the whole body shifts or something. You know, we become something other than us. You know. So what made you write but, your book? You, you, you know, your cannabis, uh, your psychedelic cannabis book. What, what was it about pushing you in that direction? Yeah, you know, you know. So I'm not really a researcher, and I'm I'm not really interested in like keeping it within that kind of lab container. And I wanted to get the word out as quickly as I could. Um, you know, the world is a big is a is a big complicated place, and there's a lot of struggles in the world like trauma is increasing um you know in, in america there's a lot of issues with gun violence mm -hmm. and our politics is kind of messed up um and then there's environment right like we're you know like there's some major changes happening on the on a global level with our environment and i wanted to provide people with a tool that could help them one heal trauma you know so they could be more resilient during these big times mm -hmm. and um and cannabis is safe, you know, like it's a medicine that, you know, like not everybody has access to a guide like myself or could afford that. Right. Or, mm -hmm. or even know where to find somebody like me. And, and uh, cannabis is safe to recommend doing this journey work more so than psilocybin. So I wanted to just give people as many tools as I could as soon as I could. And um, so I self-published at first and I got picked up by a publishing company here and, cool. and then it got republished. And, um, yeah, it's been great. You know, I get to be on podcasts like yours and meet all kinds of cool people. Yeah, man. We got, uh, you was recommended to us by one of our listeners as well. And it's like, you, you got to check this guy out. It'd be a really interesting interview. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's man. awesome. Mm -hmm. Top Loader it was. So shout out to Top Loader out there, wherever he is. Yeah. But it's a very oh, interesting concept, you know, just just these mind-altering substances that we're not allowed to have. You know, we've been forbidden access to these things for some reason. And now there's places around the world like Colorado and Oregon there who are finally turning the tables and allowing people to expand their consciousness if they want to. Yeah, it's a huge blessing to be able to do this work so openly. It, it really mm. changes the paradigm. And, you know, I mean, fifty over 50% of the Colorado residents voted for the legalization of psilocybin and DMT. Wow, more than 50%. Um, mescaline. Damn. Yeah, mescaline you know, mes as well. Shit. Yeah, mescaline, uh, non-peyote mescaline, and even ibocaine are all legal now. Oh, wait, no, um, I'm definitely, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's, it's saying something. There's something about this, like, individualistic, you know, freedom spirit, but, mm -hmm. but in a good way that, like, takes into account like responsibility right and accountability mm -hmm. so I, I like i like the vibe of colorado and how they're doing things um but these medicines need to be accessible you know um, absolutely it doesn't mean everybody should take them without support right mm -hmm. but but you know we can be adults here that's it they just need to be treated responsibly nobody just wants to go out there and get wasted and and cause damage to people and property but if you just want to take something and expand your consciousness you know delve into what be the human experience you know just delve into being a human and yeah. see trying to understand what the fuck this is and yeah. this is what these drugs are for you know this is what these medicines are for is to be able to expand your consciousness in that way it's just a shame that we haven't been able to do it for so long and it's it's interesting to hear about 50 percent of the state voted to legalize that's crazy yeah the voters yeah the voters passed it mm. it's amazing you know so we were the first in this country to rec legalize cannabis, you know, you know, mm. California was ahead of us on the medical side for what a decade or something like that. But we were the first in the in the country to legalize recreational cannabis. And so without cannabis, none of this other none of these other medicines would have would have been legalized. Mm. I'm pretty sure about that. Like, you know, cannabis, I believe, does change culture. It just takes longer than we want it to. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but, you know, people are more open to the idea or at least more accepting, you know. So what um, goes on with the legality of it? Because I know in the USA, it's illegal federally still. So, it's, yeah. uh, you know, there's no banking and things like that. Is that going to be the same position where, with other things like the mescaline, DMT uh, and ketamine, psilocybin? Is that going to be the same problem with feds as it is, as it is for yeah. cannabis? Yeah, yeah. So really the banking industry and the credit card processors and things, that's like our new gatekeeper here. Mm. Um, you know, so federal, you know, the federal federal law has been pretty hands off with with cannabis. We will see what they do with these other medicines. It's still so new that we are taking a leap to 
say yes to what we're doing and when we're doing it and all of that. But we have a got we, we do have a lot of good legal support. Um, but um, we don't, you know, you, you can't sell psilocybin mushrooms uh, right now. Um, right. That, there's a, there's going to be a regulated model that's going to start in about a year. So people can grow their own mushrooms. Um, they can gift them to friends, but it's technically supposed to be outside of like the, you know, the financial system, right? Because mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it's for personal use. But, but you know, we can, we can charge for a class on how to grow mushrooms yeah. Um, so that's something that we're going to be stepping into, just teaching people safety and stuff. So, mm -hmm. and as a guide, as a as a guide um, under the personal use laws, it allows for the gifting of the medicine and charging for your your services. So mm -hmm. I can um, I can gift the medicine and charge to sit for someone to be with them in that space. Mm -hmm. I just can't mm -hmm. charge extra for the medicine, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, a, it's interesting, you know, there's still going to be some changes, I'm sure, and a lot of a lot of adjustments and such, but it's legal now here. And, you know, and, as, you know, and, and really federal government and state and stuff, we're only going to get involved when people start getting weird or people mm -hmm. get getting hurt and stuff. Right. So yeah. so we really pay attention to safety and making sure people are are well supported and are like mentally well enough to do mm -hmm. this work safely. That's it. Just taking truck responsibly, man. Like you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's like common sense, you know, and, you know, educated common sense and, mm -hmm. and drug mm -hmm. safety stuff. You know, we don't let people drive after their journeys, for example, things mm -hmm. like that, you know, mm -hmm. like pretty right. simple guidelines. Yeah. Same basic procedure that if I was going to go into, a, say, a doctor's office and have any kind of an epidural work or something like that, I have to have someone to drive me home afterwards. So exactly, be, you got to be you got to be responsible. You got to think about other people when you're doing these things. So yeah, by all means. But yeah, so, this, exactly. sounds like the work you're doing though is ideal. I mean, it's access to the materials that we need for medicine in a safe, controlled environment. So that's ideal, perfect. Mm-hmm. So you are essentially in these cases of psilocybin. You you're like a, a trip sitter, right? Somebody. Yeah. Are you working with psilocybin yet? Is that is that something you're doing, or is it yeah, in the future? Uh, well, you know, when I was younger, it's something I enjoyed holding space for. But I, I I pretty much quit all underground work to focus on cannabis, and right. because it was legal, and I mm -hmm. didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Yeah, you know, it's and, a wise um, decision. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so why would you not want to go to jail? It sounds yeah, like exactly. so much fun. It's, you know? <laughs> it's a real thing, you know. Especially, I've got two little kids now and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's important to me. Mm -hmm. So, so we're when the law passed, we started to get some legal support, and um, and we're, I think our first session with psilocybin is scheduled for March 9th. Nice. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, one of our ministers is leading that one, but like I have a whole team here of, of pr practitioners. So, you know, we, you know, like there's what we call sitting trip sitting, which is mm -hmm. there, you know, you're mostly just hanging out with somebody or maybe you're in the other room, but you know, these are a little more intensive, right? Like we're there to support them. We're able to help them guide, you know, guide them. We're more guides and sitters and um, yeah. we're helping help them deepen their experience. And then, and then sometimes people come in for real like trauma resolution therapies and stuff. So, so there's a lot of good strategies and things we can do to support someone in that space too. So, um, you know, but yeah, people can do this now. It's something I would love to see over here in the UK, you know, people able to take psilocybin if they want to, and, you know, have a trip sitter. So it's taken responsibly and respectfully. Uh, I'd like to see that, but it's just, we seem as if we're just a long way away from that. Yeah, you know, I think the laws will change. You know, I, I I don't know what your scene is there, but there's a lot of activists here who are really engaging the political side of this. So, anything you can do to support the, you know, bringing bringing in, you know, some some good activists. Um, mm -hmm. It's a social justice issue as much as anything, too. So, yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, and maybe you know, in some ways, people have less of a hang up to for psilocybin than they do with cannabis now um in some ways you know so you know i'd be i wouldn't be surprised you know if things shifted and there's still good research happening in the uk too so you can mm -hmm. get connected with those uh, research communities too so um i don't know what the laws are with ayahuasca there it's probably not legal right no probably um, not they don't let us do anything in the uk 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's everything's restricted other than alcohol, you know. <laughs> oh, you can pay taxes, Mackie. They'll let you we, do that. Yeah, we love doing that, you know. Yeah, we we prefer doing that. You know, paying taxes is much better than having a psychedelic experience. <laughs> the government would think so, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's In why, a way, that's it is a psychedelic experience because you're like, fucking out. Am I seriously having to pay this much tax? Am I really seeing this bill yeah, for sure? This can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's the UK. It's all a farce, man. It's, it's crazy shit. But I think it's inevitable. Eventually, most of the countries, especially in the Western world, are going to uh, legalize and properly control these drugs because or medicines, you know, because it's for the safety of the consumer. People are getting these things anyway, and people need to take them safely and responsibly. And the only way to have that done is for them to be properly regulated and controlled. So it's, yeah. uh, we'll get there eventually. It's just... Yeah, I, I think when. so. You know, there in the in the other side of legalization is that why it's also going to get there eventually. Is there's just a lot of people can make a lot of money on some of this stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so there's you know like once the UK realizes they can tax it, I guess that might be an incentive for them. You but know, the so, government you know, are already making money out of it. That's the problem. The government already making a shitload of money from the shady deals they have with different yeah. pharmaceutical companies. Because the UK used to be the biggest exporter of medical cannabis in the world, but we was no never allowed to grow it ourselves or use it ourselves. But the government had their friends growing it and shipping it out all over the world. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know. it's so crooked over here. You know, yeah, it looks really... it looks all so posh and prim and proper when you look outside, but it's really not that way. The UK is a dive. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bad, but but that's just the way. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, it's time to shift those laws. It's really, it really mm-hmm. is. What was, what was it that made a difference in Colorado? Do you know? Is it just on the bill one day or did you, how did you get, well, how did the state get psilocybin and these kind of medicines onto the bill to be voted for in the first place? Yeah. Uh, well, there was a great group of um, activists in Denver who were able to decriminalize psilocybin at the state at the city level or the county i guess level and um and the the world didn't explode and the sky didn't fall and um and everybody was still fine and so another group of activists came in um kind of a national group of activists came in and funded the um the writing of the bill and and some lobbying efforts and there was a, quite a fight between these these two identities in the psychedelic community, you know, where one was more national and more legalization and more regulation and the other was more grassroots and um, let's not find, you know, like, um, let's not be, you know, like put money in this at all. And, um, and so they fought it out and, uh, and the people on the decrim nature side uh, we're able to get some good um, additions to language in the proposition that the other others were able to fund it and mm. uh, get the get the actual number of signatures and stuff. Um, so it created a, a like a parallel track, which is unique even to Oregon. It's not this way in Oregon, where eventually regulated psilocybin centers are going to come online where you can purchase a dose and have an experience with the um, licensed facilitator. And then on a, di- in addition, and that's, and it's going to start with just psilocybin. Um, the governor has a, written, made an advisory board and all of this stuff. And, and then, but on the other side of this equation with the, the, uh, decriminalized nature activists, they were able to get into the law, this personal use side of it, which allows you to grow your own mushrooms. Um, and uh and and to do community events like ayahuasca circles with you know legalization of dmt and all of that so in a sense it's like the best of both um identities you know and it, and it doesn't mean it's perfect by any means and there's going to be some probably some drag out fights in the future within the community and then also push back you know outside of the community but i think it's an interesting arena to experiment in for sure yeah we have to figure out something out here in the uk and maybe that's the way we have to go. You know, get somebody to write a bill specifically and then send it into Parliament to see if things can be changed that way. Yeah, you know, a lot of pe- places, particularly in California or the West Coast in the in the United States, where it's all like very localized. So I don't know how it is in, 
in the UK, but you know, like um, city councils and stuff were passing mm -hmm. resolutions. And then it kind of bubbled up to the state level. We're probably still a ways away from legalization on the federal level. That'll all be through the FDA probably mm -hmm. and legalized pharmaceuticals, yeah. MDMA and like psilocybin pills. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, the, hat, you know, the cat's out of the bag when it, when it comes to this. I think it's gonna be really hard to put this back. Um, yeah. You know. The cat's been out of the bag for a long time. It's just, you know, the people let it out, not the government. It's not like we don't have access to all of this stuff anyway. It's just when it's legalized, it's properly controlled and it's much safer. But I'm a yeah. firm believer in people should be growing their own mushrooms, man. You, it's not very difficult. It's a little bit difficult, you know, keeping everything sterile so things don't get moldy and shit. But give it a shot, man. You should be growing some mushrooms. Yeah, it's totally it? doable, mm -hmm. you know. You know, the only, you know, so the only restraint or constraint with the law is like, keep it away from kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's fair. I think that's mm -hmm. super fair, you know? So, so, but yeah, you get these little containers and you learn how to do it. You can order the spores online now. Um, and then you grow your own mushrooms. You can microdose it. You know about microdosing. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really great skill, uh, a tool to use these like really low doses on a, on a semi-regular basis can help regrow your brain you know so it's 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 like a vitamin for your brain mm -hmm. we spoke to steve d'angelo and steve steve d'angelo swears by he microdoses a couple of times a week mm -hmm. there's still lots of research being done on it and about how to do it correctly and there's people mm -hmm. who say do it every day there's people who say take a third of a gram every three days Mm -hmm. so there's lots of different ways to do it there's a lot of ways to yeah. do it yeah i you know sometimes it's a matter of preference personal preference i'm not sure how much it really matters how you do it i think taking a few days off on occasion is a good idea you mm -hmm. know and knowing knowing your dose not taking too much what happens when people take too much of a micro dose it's like they're in a constant psychological process that's a little uncomfortable that's never resolved and so you want to kind of stay below that threshold of like tripping just a little bit. You know? Yeah. Mm. But it's good. It's really good for the brain. Mm. See, I, I like to take a gram of mushrooms from time to time, just a gram, nothing too crazy. I've never gone for an heroic dose, you know, uh, Terrence McKenna saying do a 3.5. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a, that's a bit too much for me. That is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't, yeah, I think that's, I think know, know what your, your preferences are is a good thing in this space. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've taken some, man. And I keep uh, like this week. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some mushrooms today. I'm gonna do it, and then I, I don't, you know. Cause I know I really need to have the spare time to just be able to chill for a couple of hours and enjoy the 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 ride while I'm on it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is fun. I do enjoy mushrooms, and it, I do recommend people try it out and grow a few of their own because it, it is a really nice drug, man. It's it's, it's a reasonably harmless you know you take just a little bit get a nice little buzz out of it you know makes you happy makes you smiley yeah yeah and you take a little bit more and then you're flying through the cosmos it's just mm -hmm. it's <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right it's such a strange medicine you know now, there's nothing like it it's in this youtube video where a guy took 10 grams man Ooh. 10 grams of mushrooms Woo. Yeah, yeah he, I've never even approached that. Yeah, he was like saying time was folding in half and shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that completely messed up. Yeah. So just yeah. like anything, you know, you just got to find the right level for what works best for you, and just don't take mm -hmm. advantage of it. Respect the the drug for whatever you're using it for. Just don't take mm -hmm. the piss out of it because it will make you regret it if you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more what we find, the more intention you put into it, the more care, more preparation, it just shows up more for us. Mm -hmm. you, know, it, you know, they talk about these medicines having a spirit, right, or consciousness yeah. themselves. And, you know, like at the right set and setting, like if you if you offer reverence and kindness to the medicine itself, it will respond back in kindness. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, I definitely believe in that spiritual or transpersonal dimension of this work. And and we call them allies for that reason. And not just like consciousness expanding, but they're, they're like expand in a way that helps us heal and help mm -hmm. us wake up, you know? And um, so I have a lot of deep respect for these, these, these plants and yeah. fungi, right? I'd like to grow again. I miss mm -hmm. growing the mushrooms. It was fun, man. It was fun to grow them mm -hmm. and see how quick they grow over a couple of days and shit. Mm -hmm. Madness. 
Now, once they once you see them pins, just a few days later, you got all these shrooms, man. It's like, damn. Yeah, they're really so much special. Fun. Mm. I don't think it's mm. I don't think it's growing mushrooms that's special, man. Mackie, it's just you know the process of growing anything connects mm-hmm. you to the earth. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms mm-hmm. are just another thing, you know. Cannabis mm-hmm. the same way. It's well, I don't know thing. because at the same time as growing mushrooms, a couple of times when I tried it, I was also growing mold, and that wasn't fun. That... <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's you like, were trying to fucking grow mold, mold again, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like getting weeds when you're trying to grow tomatoes. You know, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, it's hard to get rid of that mold though. You generally have to throw it away, right? Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's super yeah. sad. That's why it's got that's why it's like a spiritual practice. You gotta stay focused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, play but stay focused. Mm-hmm. You know, where keep things clean. You know, it's a it's yeah. a good practice. Yeah, know? for sure. And that's what it was, you know, just trying to keep things clean and understanding how easy it is to contaminate things with trichoderma because it gets everywhere. But a third time lucky, man. On on the third time, yeah, I was extra extra clean by everything sterilized everything pressure cooked everything you know just went overboard with it and it worked and it I worked got like yeah, yeah got that's like what it four takes. good flushes man mm-hmm. it was good shit yeah that's great yeah when it works it really really works mm. then you freeze dry it or or um or you know um and then and then you you pill it you can put it in pills for for like daily use for microdosing, and then the yeah. bigger medicines you make teas and stuff you can make it really special. Mm-hmm. You know? I need to get some capsules and then I can make some pills and do the whole microdosing thing. Yeah, I would recommend that, Mackie. You know, like um, there's a couple of several years ago, I worked with a couple of clients who had traumatic brain injuries and they were so debilitated that like they really couldn't do any therapy even, you know, and I, I suggested right. they do microdosing with psilocybin. And then I didn't hear from them and I, you know, for about six months and then I, I heard from them and they were like different people it um yeah. it, they were able to complete sentences they were able to regulate emotion and then and it was like literally helped them regrow their brains and they were able to be normal humans again um so Are you trying I to say, insinuate i'm not a normal human well so- i don't know about that well so imagine <laughs> imagine you're already doing pretty good like what does it mean to be like exceptional you know mm-hmm. um, yeah like what's the limit in our <laughs> mental health and our mental capacities and I don't know, like you talk about like what are, I think we're maybe more uh, meant to be doing more than paying taxes, right? Oh, for sure. So, you know, sort of being just productive. So how you would know? you make a tea? What's the best way to make mushroom tea? Uh, we we uh, grind it in a mortar and pestle, you know, so it's almost like a powder mm-hmm. and then boil it for about 10 minutes. Uh, that's one way to do it. And then strain it out, um, actually strain the material out. And some people add chamomile or other teas to it. You can add a little honey to it just for taste. Mm-hmm. Um, if you add lemon to it or anything with acid lemon or um, put it in orange juice, it'll come on a lot quicker and a lot stronger. So, you know, that some people like that kind of rocket ship effect, but others need a little slower, um, slower come on, you know. Um, so then you just drink it over, you know, 10 minutes or something like that. And generally no upset tummies or anything like that. Um, mm. that can happen, you know? Yeah, man. It's still fun. I enjoy it. And one day I'd like to isolate my own DMT, you know, that would be a good one to do, but that seems quite complex. It probably isn't. It all looks complex on the surface, but once you actually do these things, it's never as complex as it's made out to be. DMT is pretty simple. You smoke it and then you get thrust into another reality. There's not <laughs> much just, choice. <laughs> you know, there's just, if you can smoke cannabis, you can, you can tolerate the DMT. And, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, just come on over. We'll, we'll introduce you to that <laughs> spirit when you're ready. You know, not a lot of nausea when you smoke it, unlike ayahuasca, which is kind of a very body experience. Yeah, it can come out both ends, apparently, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, so smoking is clean. And it doesn't last that long. You're talking, you know, like 25-minute trip when, mm-hmm. you know, about an hour you're you're fully back. It's, wow. it's really bizarre that way. Mm-hmm. It's called the businessman's high or something, right? Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, or like the what, like the lunch lunch hour journey. Imagine that, you know, you're working on Wall Street and shit, and then you just go away. Just go for my lunch break. You go hit some DMT. You just you sleep somewhere in an alley. <laughs> Not my first recommendation, but maybe it'll help them wake up. <laughs> Most people who are like doing Wall Street aren't aren't 
aren't as into psychedelics because they'll mm. quit. They all quit when they yeah. mm. psychedelics. Yeah. When they realize the damage they're doing. It's a real thing. We have clients all the time that are like have existential life review processes after uh -huh. they they've, you know, gone to ayahuasca circles and stuff. And they hmm. some people can't tolerate their jobs anymore. You know, others realize they really love what they do, but I'd say a good number don't like wow. what they do and can't tolerate it anymore. It like hmm. forces you to change. You know, it just gives you that review, that self review that we should all be doing, mm -hmm. you know, often and just make sure that you live in your life in the right direction. And taking these psychedelics can help you find that right direction and head in the right direction without so much fear of getting everything wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's like you get to review your life as if you're on your own deathbed, but then you get to go back to your life, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can change things from it. Uh, there's something about like dying or, or you know illnesses and psychedelics or like catastrophes that really wake people up. Mm. Um, but because it's because psychedelics are safe and physically safe, you don't have to recover from an injury or illness. You just go back and can start living your life in the way you want to, mm. again. or try to extract yourself from the life that you've created that you don't that doesn't work for you anymore. Mm. It can help you pull out of that too. You know, not easy for some folks, but always worth it. You know. Yeah, for sure. No, it's been very interesting speaking to you about all this, man. Yeah, it fascinates it. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's expanding well, cultures. Me. Yeah, but where can people go and find your book? I'm sure plenty of people want to go and read your book now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's called Psychedelic Cannabis. And it's um, Inner Traditions is the publisher. You can get it on Amazon and bookstores and stuff. And our website is medicinalmindfulness.org. Mm. Um, you know, in our clinic, if anybody's interested in coming out for a visit, and then. I teach a training program on how to work with psychedelics called Psychedelic Sitter School. And that website is psychedelicsitterschool.org. Um, so there's lots of ways to connect. And if you're interested in DMTX, that's something we can talk about sometime. But there's, that's a whole other program called, and that website's dmtx.org. So happy to connect yeah. with anybody who's interested in this work. And maybe nice. when the whole DMT thing kicks off and you, you start to do some of those, maybe we can get you back on the show and see how things are going in that, that aspect of things. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Yeah. This summer, I think we're, we're having an initiatory group gathering here. So we'll definitely have a lot to report after that for sure. Yeah, That's, that's cool, man. And one day I hope the UK can catch up to you guys and we can be living the dream as well and not be persecuted for wanting to expand our consciousness in that way. Mm -hmm. Especially with cannabis, right? It's just a flower. Mm -hmm. It's a sweet flower, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's 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 for everybody's benefit. So I'm a huge fan and honor that medicine a great deal. And it's gonna change, but you know, get out there. You know, all your listeners, man, get out there and and be activists in this. Um, it, it can change for sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, your book is going to explain to people how to use cannabis in a psychedelic manner, right? Yeah, the best way. Yeah, to that's right. Obey. Yeah. Cool. From it's very, it's all, all, all hands on how to actually do it. So all the way from making the blend to setting up your space and then different mindfulness practices and how to develop a spiritual practice and meditation practice around it and how to, how to heal trauma, how to, how to heal your own trauma with cannabis. Nice. Practices. What's Excellent. that? Monkey? I didn't say anything. No, sorry. It's a good okay. stuff. Yeah, it's really great stuff. Yeah, it really helps. It's, it helps a lot of people. So, yeah, definitely something I'm going to have to look into with your book because I, you know I, I was curious. Curious when I first experienced that psychedelic effect with cannabis. Actually, the first time it scared the heck out of me because I thought, oh my gosh, I went too far here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the book may, will probably explain a lot more stuff to me and make it a lot more pleasurable. So yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's all about the blend. So give that a try, man. Let me know. Let me know how it works for you. Yeah. Okay? We'll do that. Yeah, man. And thanks for all the good work that you're doing. You know, it's all it's all very good shit that you're doing out there, man. Getting people all the, the help they need with their mental health and things like that, using these different substances, man. It's good work. Not enough people are doing that kind of thing. So well done to you, man. And keep yeah, it up. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thanks for helping get the people. word out. Yeah, yeah. More people expanding their minds right now. Indeed. Indeed. We really do. You mm -hmm. know, in a good way. You know. And absolutely. 
Well, thank you very much then, Daniel. I hope we can speak soon when you get the DMT thing up and running. Or if you have anything that you want to promote and let people know about anything like that, then feel free to get in touch, man. The seat's always open if you want to come back on the show. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. No problem, mate. No problem. So, yes, we'll leave you to it. Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much, Dan. We are are waving, but you can't see us waving. All right, (laughs) right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, Yeah, man. Take care, mate. I'll hold down the fort here. All right, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. So there we go, everybody. That was the interview with Daniel McQueen. Now, if you are in Colorado or close to Colorado, you can go and visit his clinic. Just do a Google search for Center for Medicinal Mindfulness or go to his website, which is medicinalmindfulness.org. And obviously, if you're not close to Daniel, then you can always go and buy his book from all the major bookstores online, including Amazon. So if you just went to Amazon and searched for Psychedelic Cannabis, Daniel McQueen, You'll find his book and it's real cheap. It's going to have loads of good information about how you can use cannabis in a psychedelic manner. And I'm sure you'll learn a lot from it. So if that's something you're interested in, go and check out his book. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But in the meantime, thank you to Daniel for coming to join us. And thank you to you guys, the listeners, for downloading and listening to the show as always. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. We'll catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides, which is all about CalMag. So make sure you download that too. But there's no live show this weekend. So on Sunday, there's no live show. But throughout the week, next week, you're going to have different interviews. Uh, Jordan River is one of them that's going to be going out. Also, Nikki and Swami Shatanya as well. A couple of good interviews coming out next week. So stay tuned for those. So there'll still be episodes on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. But there'll be interviews rather than Cannabis News and Grow Guides. So I hope you enjoy those. Thanks as always for listening, everybody. I hope you have a good weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.